0: Welcome to the Greg Steer Youth Ministry Podcast. I believe in the power of the gospel and potential of young people. I believe the the best way to get our teens to grow is to get them to go. I really, really encourage you. uh, Subscribe to the podcast. Rate it. Review it. Spread the word about it. uh, Because we need to make sure there's a revolution in youth ministry and that every teen everywhere hears the gospel From a friend, and I'm super excited about today's guest, uh, Stephen Bahago, uh, because he's super passionate about making sure every teen in Nigeria hears the gospel from a friend. He's a missionary with Word of Life, Uh, he's a trained youth ministry coach, he's been in ministry for over 24 years currently the field director for Word of Life Nigeria. He's passionate about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and equipping young leaders for discipleship. Uh, he is married to his wife, Egla Bahago, and together they have four children that span the age of 19 to 7. So the full span of uh, children. So excited, Stephen. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast.
1: So excited to be here, Greg. And thank you also for the work you do for the kingdom
0: love it love it how, how did you first hear about dare to share
1: the first encounter i had with dare to share was uh googling and reading materials from dare to share uh deep and wide and then later on bought a book outbreak in in 2013 uh, wow which when i started uh coming alongside with uh reading and also being impacted by that the work of uh, the share.
0: So deep and wide, man. I remember that that uh, paper. It was like a mini book. Yes. Uh, talking about how we can go deep into theology in the Bible and wide into evangelism at the same time. It doesn't have to be either or. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be an inch wide and an inch deep. We can be a mile uh, a mile uh, wide and a mile uh, deep. deep. Yeah, at the same time. And an outbreak. Yeah. I mean, my very first book on viral evangelism. I'm so glad I did not write that book three years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> before COVID. Yeah. I wrote it 20 plus years ago, mm-hmm. but it's still, those principles are still true today. The gospel is viral. Yes.
1: yes, and at the point that I read it, that was what we needed at that time. That's great. Yes, because it was it was very yeah. invigorative. It was very yeah. uh, directing in terms of what we can do with young people
0: yeah amen amen well, I want to ask you another question. you had the opportunity to attend some gatherings we've hosted um in the u s for international ministry leaders. Uh, how did that impact the way that you do and view youth ministry?
1: It helps in mostly uh priority, yeah prioritizing the gospel, prioritizing young people yes and prioritizing ongoing programs yeah how can that reflect this mandate that both Christians and the church, and I, I said Christians as individual, the church as an organization, yes. how can that really replicate itself? And that so that very, very prior, mm. prioritization was really a very huge impact to me because one can can really be overtaken by many activities, yes. can be overtaken by many informations. Yeah. And they are all there. But that was a very, very big game changer for me.
0: Well, and it's it's really important because as we kind of come to this particular uh, value, you know, we have the seven values of a gospel advancing ministry, which I know you're very familiar with. But yeah. for those listening, uh, intercessory prayer fuels it is number one. And we need to really focus on prayer for the lost mm-hmm. to be saved and the saved to be sent. Yeah. Right? hmm Uh, Relational evangelism drives it. That's the second value that Mm. teens need to know how to share the gospel relationally uh, to those they meet and those they know to reach their own circle of friends. Uh, Leaders fully embrace and model it. In other words, if you and I are not modeling Mm. uh, a gospel advancing lifestyle, how can we expect our students to Mm -hmm. Right. The fourth value is a disciple multiplication strategy guides Guides it, it. So it's not just, making converts but making disciples that make disciples. The fifth one is a bold vision. Mm-hmm. Focuses it. We need to have a bold vision across the street and across, you know, the tracks, the different parts of our cities that are broken or uh, and then across the world. Biblical outcomes measure it, so we need to measure the right things, not just attendance, yeah. but new conversion growth, baptism, yeah. spiritual maturation. And finally, and this is what we're going to be talking about today in the seventh value. Mm-hmm. Ongoing programs reflected. That's it. Why do you believe this value is so important to build a gospel-advancing ministry effectively?
1: Because there are distractions everywhere. Yes. <laughs> we have a lot of distractions. Mm. There could be human distraction. There could also be distraction from the devil. Yep. But equally, there could be also be existential issues mm. that people could find within them that can actually distract, distract people. And so the ongoing program will not have uh will not reflect but even for us to be able to even uh, check the biblical outcomes mm, mm. that are there. So ongoing programs helps us reprioritize. Yeah. Ongoing programs helps every everyone to be able to now know, okay, this is the best way that I can reach out to, uh, to, 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 to my community. Yes. And so it is so key for people to also understand that program is a product of a principle and philosophies, mm. where
0: are they coming from? Why should I do what I'm doing? So think of—I I love that, Stephen, because when you think of youth ministry, mm-hmm. I mean, I—I I know, I know what comes to my mind. I think of fun and games. Uh-huh. You know, I think of food. Yeah. I think of fellowship, mm-hmm. and I think of faith. Yes. Uh, that there's a time in the word. Which is, you know, all of that stuff is fine, yeah. but we're missing some things yeah. out of that. Um, and evangelism mm-hmm. is generally one of those, mm-hmm. you know, prayer, spending time in prayer for each other and for the lost tends not to be on that list. Yeah. And um, so when you when you program your priorities, you put it on the calendar, it's almost like nailing you know, something into the wood and saying, okay, this is going to be a hook yeah. that we we put our ministry philosophy on. This yeah. is going to be something we do on an ongoing basis.
1: Yeah. It's very key for people, for, again, and that's why we remind ourselves most times that that evangelism accompanied with all of these things that you said, you know, fellowship, which in itself can actually be evangelism. Yeah. If only an ongoing program and biblical measures are really taken into account with that, you could do fellowship, but it's actually evangelism in a way that it's proclaimed, it's converse. Yes. And even in eating food, people would see that, but when it becomes one off, it becomes segmented, yeah. And then the gospel now or the evangelism becomes just an event yeah. that is practiced. Then you will literally find many things shrouded around evangelism and evangelism will lose essence yes. in the ongoing program. Yeah. And so in the essence of it, evangelism in itself, it's relationship. Mm. But relationship with a purpose Yes. that in everything... It's not just that I'm going to pray, I'm going to do discipleship, I'm going to do this. No, everything is encapsulated in this evangelism. That it is done with that
0: purpose. Because when I mean, just to build on what you're saying, when you are actively sharing your faith, yeah, with your friends, like you are together as a crew, mm-hmm. reaching your friends, that brings you together closer. Yes, the food tastes better. Yes, everything. The fun is you have more fun. You know, my yes. my daughter. She told me um, she's part of a gospel advancing youth ministry. She said, dad, you know, I've been in youth groups where it's just fun and games and relationship building. And we still have fun and we still play games, but I have a lot more fun yeah, because now I'm powered to yes. do ministry and, yes. and make disciples yes. and spread the gospel. Yes, It's more fun.
1: Yes. There is a transcendent reason. There is reason beyond food, reason beyond coming together. Yes, and that reason, if it is found on an enduring value, mm. an enduring principles, or I would say principle that lives over time, yes, which is the gospel, yes. which is Christ, then it makes everything, even sometimes affliction, yeah, it makes them sweeter. Yes, it's not sweet to get through the affliction, but it makes it better. The one it's able to move on with all of those. So let's talk
0: about that affliction. Uh, In Nigeria, um, there's a lot of affliction. There's in some cases extreme poverty, Mm -hmm. um, but there's also extreme persecution. Yes, it is. So when you prioritize evangelism in a culture that's primarily Muslim, Mm -hmm. um, there's affliction that comes with that. Yes. And so that doesn't sound like fun and games anymore. That sounds like pain Mm -hmm. and strain. Yeah. But what does that affliction do? in the hearts of your students that are actively sharing their faith, does it make them shrink back or does it make them become more bold?
1: For over the years that we've been practicing and actually going out with young people, we've never seen intimidation mm. deterred, hinder young people from going out. Mm. Instead, we've seen them being refueled for that because one of the, one of the greatest treasure of the gospel is people now begin to have their identity, which is a key thing to young people, identity in the gospel. Mm. And that becomes a propelling force for how they live their lives. Amen. And with that, young people are actually more uh, energized. They are nice. more motivated. Yeah. They are focused to being living for that. Uh, over the t- time, but scripturally, if you see from the Old Testament, when young people are living, they live out for the name of Yahweh. And when you come into the New Testament, you'll see that younger people who have believed, Mm. they live passionately, willing to even play their lives, to lay their lives for that very gospel, for the gospel of Christ. And so it has never been a point, people worry, people cry when something happened, you find, but you don't find young people being intimidated, instead, The intimidation and fear comes from parents, yeah, more than the young persons that are there.
0: Well, you know, and you know, as we talk about ongoing programs reflecting it, you know, when you make evangelism a priority, and you, Stephen, you've you've done that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You came come from Word of Life, Mm -hmm. which are are great partners with uh, Dare to Share in this ministry to reach every teen everywhere. Right, and making sure they hear the gospel from a friend. Yeah. Um, but you predate our relationship with Word of Life because you found our stuff online, started putting it into practice. And then you came out to our full week training, Lead the Cause, yeah. which is a full week kind of student leadership, evangelism training and mobilization. I went to the international training that went along with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you heard about Go Share Days where once a month teenagers go on out Across the United States and and increasingly around the world, and you took those two things, lead the cause, uh, and go share day, and you made it an ongoing program yeah. in Nigeria. Yes. So tell us about that. How many lead the cause uh, events do you do?
1: I can't remember, but every year we do the list of four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we do the list of four. In you do
0: at least four in, in few, one? Yeah. Different parts of the country? The, the
1: country, yes. Okay. That is the least. Yes. But mostly it's seven or, okay. or ten. It depends with the 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 condition of the year. Uh, when I say the condition, it, it's like volatile nature yes. of the cities. Yes. But if the cities are calmer enough that people can go out and, and do stuff – it's mostly seven to 10.
0: Because yeah, many, many people year. many people die in oh, yeah. Nigeria uh, from Islamic attacks. Yes. And you guys have to wait till it calms down a little bit so that you can mobilize your students. and yes. So I just want to just say this to any youth leaders that are watching <laughs> from the United States. Yes, your students can be mocked for sharing the gospel. And yes, they may be marginalized by some of their peers. But in Nigeria, where Stephen is at, I mean, literally, uh, the students can be hacked to death, uh, killed, murdered uh, for sharing the gospel. But he is not deterred, and they are not deterred from doing that because it is an ongoing program that is reflecting their priority of making disciples in evangelism. Yeah. And so you do that with Lead the Cause, but you also do Go Share Day.
1: Yes. Tell us a little bit about how that goes. Again, Go Share Day was, again, a a very, very... uh, I wanted to say the best word to describe it. It's like when we started Go Share Day, we now began to know that there are more hungry, spiritually hungry young people who now want to share their faith. Come Mm. and sit down, listen, learn, and then immediately go out and start practicing it. Uh, When we started that... We now find young people that are like, Hey, we want to do that. We want to, we want to go out literally like in the city of Kaduna where we do it every month. Mm. Now, if you Google in Nigeria, check Kaduna state, Kaduna state, it's highly, especially in the city, it's like highly populated with the Muslim and that is there and, but again, you find young people willing to go out to be able to share, share with the that. gospel. Let's talk about fear. They talk about uh, danger and all mm. of those things that could stop people to to go out or go share their faith. honestly, all of us will live to die to die and to die for something yes we only need to choose what we can die for mm. and and some people who choose to die for convenience mm. to die for safety yes what they decide themselves they define themselves called safety. Many young people who have belief and they're going out and they're growing, they never define all of those things as safety. Mm. They define their identity. They define what they believe mm. as safety. Wow. And that is why they can do everything. And just in helping them believe is able to help them do that.
0: I I, I love that. And, and just for those youth leaders listening, Go Share Day is just, you know, we typically do it the last Saturday of every month where teenagers, and they pray, they care, and they share the gospel out loud with words. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really doesn't matter when you do it. It matters that you do it. And it's a simple way for ongoing programs uh, to reflect our priority of evangelism. I know I I take my daughter out once a month Mm -hmm. uh, to the uh, inner city of Denver with a group of her friends. Uh, We pray, we care, we share the gospel, and it really has helped them uh, grow in their faith. Yeah. And it's a way, one way, to make sure that our ongoing programs reflect mm-hmm. our priorities. And it's not just evangelism. It's prayer. It's disciple multiplication. We want to make sure that our calendars uh, reflect our priorities. Yeah, And if we really believe in prayer and evangelism and discipleship— then our ministry calendars must must reflect that. What would you, what advice would you give to a youth leader who's trying to implement gospel advancing on an ongoing basis?
1: Number one, you don't have to get it perfect. Yeah. Start from somewhere and, and accept that you also will be growing from the process. Because the idea of having a perfect picture is different from the idea of literally taking a baby step and allowing yourself to grow into it. Remember, they are not just principle, they're actually life. Mm. So if one is being able to understand, okay, I wanna grow in this, yes. then you come back to the drawing board and said, let me grow with it. Yes, It's not that you are walking, you're just sitting down as a doctor or a surgical doctor and trying to just stitch it. No, yeah, you are in need, a patient. And in need also a doctor as well, if I may use that word. And then so you are going with both worlds to be able to do that. And if for us youth leaders and youth workers, if we can understand that this is a place of humility, to not saying Mm. that it's not about the information I I go go with, but how I am being formed by this biblical principle of advancing the gospel
0: how am i it, becoming it does form you because yeah. you know there's a lot of theory about evangelism yes and a lot of talk about it yeah but i find very few leaders actually doing it and it's not just going to form your students mm-hmm. it's going to form you yeah and it puts your faith on the line and it strengthens your faith yeah. in, in the lord so um why well, praise the lord Stephen, for how god is using you to lead the way in nigeria and set the pace for gospel-advancing ministry. And we have a guest. Uh, it's called the Greg Steer Youth Ministry Podcast. Where we bring in actual youth leaders mm. uh, to to interact with our guests. And so we have a great youth leader with us today, Eric Grosinger. Eric has served in youth ministry as a volunteer full-time for 25 years. Served two churches in the suburbs of Chicago. Is currently pastor of student ministries at Faith Bible Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, he has a passion for helping to raise up, train, equip students for gospel-centered disciple makers and also for equipping other leaders to build gospel-advancing ministries and networks. He first got connected with Dare to Share back in 2008 at our Survive Conference Tour and is bringing students to Dare to Share events ever since. Eric, thank you so much for being uh, on the podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks guys for having me. I This has been a treat. Man, Stephen, it's been so encouraging just to sit here and to listen you guys uh, interact just on this whole concept of how programs uh, we, we program our priorities, you know, and and to hear how you're doing that in Nigeria um, it's an encouragement to me, first of all, and a couple of things that, that kind of stick out to me. You made a statement early on that I thought was phenomenal, how the program is the product of a principle or a priority. And I was like, man, that's some great alliteration. I think Greg's probably going to steal that for a future oh, blog yeah. article, but programming is the product of a principle, you know, and that's exactly what we're talking about. I think in this value number seven, right? Um, and, and how you got to have that focus and it's the principle that drives program, how you program. And it makes me think this recently. I just heard and love to hear your input on this, you know, of, of people who have a bullseye in their office. And that bullseye is a physical, visible reminder for them of what are we doing in our programs to make sure we hit that bullseye. Mm -hmm. And that bullseye, as we know in student ministry, obviously, you know, we want to, we want to equip our students to be disciple makers. We want to equip them to be able to know the gospel and share the gospel. And so as they gather as a staff, they're looking at that bullseye and they're asking themselves the question, what programs are going to help us best hit the bullseye because our time is short and our time is limited. Uh, we don't want to be off the mark. We want to try to get as close as we can to that bullseye. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, how, obviously you're doing that with Nigeria. I'd love to just hear your, have you, uh, yeah. How's that happened with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, if I might get you very well, uh, Again, the point of actually understanding that the program is an expression of priority and for every youth worker or youth leader or even youth themselves if they are made and also they are expressing priority it will show in the program again and everybody believes in the christian and also in the church that our priority is witnessing witnessing to people, and witnessing uh, to, to, to to in the name of Christ, everywhere we go, if you're a carpenter, student, or whatever the person is, is being able to work, witness as they go. That is why also the key principles of gospel conversation plays in here, because it's not just presentation, but it's conversation, where you now find out that they are playing it out daily. We are living it out daily to be able to do that. That priority is found, is expressed in the program. When a program becomes ownership, that we don't trust that young people and their leaders can actually take the gospel out, you'll find out now we begin to plan other existential issues like, oh, maybe how to be able to protect yourself of these, how to be able to, you know, uh, run a program of... Maybe you go for a retreat, meditation retreat. You know all of those little program, little activities that I call them the accompany. They are just like friends of evangelism. They are not the actual act, and they are not even to even pardon, pardon me to even make this assertion that they are not even the the youth ministry, because the youth ministry is youth reaching their, their friends. That is what, literally, what youth ministry is. Youth ministry is not choking information on young people. The more information we choke upon them, the more confused they become. More clarity, it's when they have it in the ongoing program, week in, week out, is emphasizing them sharing their faith as little as it is, them becoming the Timothy's, them becoming not even growing like the john mark them becoming just like a weed the woman with jesus christ by the well not knowing so much them becoming just a lifeline for their friends to understand that we believe beyond who we are we believe beyond what we are going through when ongoing program reflects this it becomes easier for the young person to express
0: that. I'm just jumping in here cuz I'm all pumped up uh youth I love the idea of youth ministry actually being youth doing ministry yep. as opposed to us just ministering to youth yeah. I mean that's part of it yeah. but we're ministering to them coaching them so that they can do the youth can do ministry mm-hmm. and and the ultimate expression of that is when teenagers evangelize and make disciples yeah that you know the ultimate expression of that sorry commandeered it from you, Eric, but I was excited. No, no,
2: you're good. And you're talking about, and I was going to hit on that too, you know, Stephen, you're talking about the ownership of the ministry is students. And, and you talked earlier about how you have impl- implemented Lead the Cause in Nigeria. I am mean, crazy to hear how many of those you're doing, but I just think of my own experience when I brought my group to Lead the Cause a number of years ago, our very first Lead the Cause and, and the outcomes of that was very much this value number seven, where we sat down and we made our game plan. We had our strategic action plan by the end of that week, um, and, and and we had prayer targets in there. We had gospel conversation targets in there. We defined our cause turf, and, and it began to slowly revolutionize the the ownership of our ministry from being something that I owned or that my adult leaders were responsible for, to something that this small core group of students who went to lead the cause came back, fired up, and pulled in other students to join them in the ranks to make it really truly about youth ministering to youth, youth ministry, right? Um, so I was just really encouraging to hear you talk about that and how you've done that in Nigeria. And, and I can echo the same thing in my own experience here in Cedar Rapids of the transformational impact of ministry transferring from the adult to the student and the the multiplication effect that that's had in the generations after that. And their friends who invite their friends who invite their friends. And now how those students are now in college and beyond still living out these priorities through their own quote programs, meaning their life. Um, So I I just really appreciate what Lead the Cause has done for us. But, uh, but to see it now go worldwide in Nigeria is, is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, to, to even put that on, because you remember we always talked about in youth ministry that youth learn what they observe or see people do, right? Program, it's an expression of this, uh, is this very statement in youth ministry. You know, when they say they caught you, if they caught you doing what you're doing and then they learn from what you are doing, mm. if literally ongoing program is that of a priority of what is going on in church and what is going on at home, if that is a big priority, young people ordinarily and naturally just pick it up from there and make it a practice. Mm. But if our ongoing program deprioritize the gospel, deprioritize the mandate, Literally, you could see young people, they will profess it, just how adults would do, but then they will now live out different things altogether. So again, it's still in our value number three.
2: Hmm. That's good. Another final question, I guess. I'm I'm thinking uh, about a youth worker who maybe has just recently sought to apply these values into their ministry, and specifically with this value number seven in there. They're starting to make that pivot with their programs to reflect their priority, like we're talking about, but they are, they're struggling with seeing traction. They're struggling with uh, getting buy-in from their leaders or, or seeing the results with their students, and, and they're becoming discouraged by that. They're becoming, uh, boy, this is, this is becoming a, a laborious effort, if you will. What what encouragement, what support um, would you give them as they look to their former way of ministry produced a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, maybe short-term gain, but what encouragement would you give someone who is really choosing to intentionally move toward this value number seven, but hasn't quite yet seen the fruit of that, and they're just becoming struggle, they're, they're struggling through that?
1: Yeah, well, that would be uh that would be a very difficult question to answer knowing that there are different contexts to those issues that are there uh but on our own side again number one it's the per- persons of whoever that is in our team are uh, making the team walk around that is to be able to understand that number one it's never going to be easy it's a battle it's a battle against convenience it's a battle against trending issues in youth ministry and it's a battle against existential cultural issues that are there. Mm-hmm. Understand that, that that is the battle. Again, the devil also is there uh, as a very main factor to make those things look like ministry. That's number one. Number two, if one, is able to understand also that uh, my first responsibility of making ongoing program reflects our value is to also make these team members that I'm working with they become a people that I would minister to them. Understand that they become your prayer prayer people that you are praying for them. You are sharing with them, and you are also making sure that you are making them go out and care with them. When people understand that you are coming with these changes, not because they are just uh, they are just an idea you have, but they are in themselves transformative ongoing program they find it easier because they now trust you but if they become you see gospel advancing ministry it's not just an idea it's not just a principle over there that you pluck from the head it is actually an incarnation ministry Mm And because it's incarnate, when you read Gospel Eyes, you will understand what we're saying. And if you haven't gotten the book, go find Gospel Eyes. Go to daretoshare.com, you are the org, you'll find it. It's an incarnation ministry. When people trust what is going on in your life and seeing that practicalized and in a relational manner, it becomes it becomes acceptable, it becomes receptible. And then gradually you take baby steps to be able to do that. So no one answer fits for all, but one answer that I believe, let them trust that that principle is working in your life. Mm-hmm. But also let them see that you are passionate about it. But also let them also find out that you are inviting them in it. Example number one, let them see that you are praying for all of the kids together. Let them also feel that you are sitting down, all of them, and then you are advancing to share with them. Take them out, the leaders themselves, in the a very big team. I said, "Can you know? Do you know what? Let's go downtown between me and you, and then I share. You listen. So it's it's literally not making it be like it's a board game, but make it be a practical thing that is happening in your life and the life of your team. Amen. It becomes easier. It becomes acceptable. Amen."
0: Great. Hey, uh, I hate to cut this conversation short. It's so good. So Rich and uh, Eric, thank you so much for being a part of the gospel advancing movement in the United States and be praying for Eric. I want to thank you, Stephen Biago, for leading the way in Nigeria with Word of Life uh, for this gospel advancing. Those listening, I really challenge you to pray for Stephen and his team uh because uh the devil doesn't like what you're doing in nigeria but god is advancing so thank you so much for your commitment both of you to your gospel advancing uh ministry philosophy and thank you for your commitment to the lord jesus christ
1: yeah thank you greg and thank you so much for your ministry uh and thank you for allowing the lord to use it to bless our lives with this enduring reinvigorating principles as well and thank you eric for yeah, you know, sharing you what's it. going on in the U.S. We are, we're we so happy about that. It's good to see ourselves in that Amen. partnership.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I challenge you, pick up Gospelize Your Youth Ministry. You can get a digital version online for free. Just Google Gospelize Greg Steer. It'll pop up, S-T-I-E-R. If you listen to Audible, it's also available on Audible, not for free, but if you'd like rather listen to it, uh, you can do that. If you want a hard copy, just, again, go to daretoshare.org. And you can order one there. Thank you guys so much. Remember that a thriving youth ministry is a gospel-advancing one.
1: Amen.